0: Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? I am Heidi Oster, author, speaker, and joyful purpose mentor, and your best new non-preachy mom friend, or maybe more like Mr. Rogers for people pleasers who makes a lot of chocolate chip cookies. I am here to share my playful tools and transformative inner lessons with my relatable Midwestern Mama stories to help you ditch the exhaustion, the over-busyness, and putting your needs last so you can create more joy in your heart and in your life. Sometimes I share the journeys to joy of other empowering souls through my Joyfully Ever After and through the Looking Glass conversations. Sometimes I share them with my stories like I'm doing today. So if you are ready to put your happiness first and say enough is enough and move towards living in joy, Yes, even when you get to bed too late, like three nights in a row, you are in the right place to find joy, no matter what. All right. Now I'm doing this, I'm recording this impromptu. So I'd love to know how you are and how you're taking care of yourself today. You can always email and check in with me at howdy at heidiester.com. I'm at Heidi Esther Author on Facebook. And I have a group, My Joyfully Ever After, also on Facebook. So today, what are we talking about today? So first, how am I taking care of myself? Well, I had a mom moment with my daughter in the car. She was supposed to go get her permit. And then we get to the parking lot of the driver's license facility. And there's this big sign that says, need appointments. And of course, she's like, oh, yeah. So my, you know, driver's instructor told me that. And I was like, "Okay, that would have been more helpful. That would be helpful to know. Let's just make an appointment online. There's like no appointments in the foreseeable future in my town. So before I drive 30 minutes outside of town, I ask her, do you have everything you need? And before she started whining, she just kind of gave up and says, well, I don't know. And I was like, all right, well, this is a moment, learning moment for mom. I need to make sure that she is prepared. Learning moment for my daughter. She makes needs to do some more adulting and stop relying on mom so much. I know. She's just starting high school, so big things. And so instead of spending two hours in the car and waiting, I decided to come home and take care of myself and eat lunch and do uh, the rest of my stuff for today. And she is doing her chores before she goes to dad's house. Win-win. All good. We gave ourselves hugs and each other hugs. You know what I mean. Okay. So today I want to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart. I want to talk to you about people-pleasing, whether or not you, oh, by the way, if dogs bark, it's just my dogs. My kids are going in and out of the house, doing their chores right now, and there's nothing I can do about that. So it's just what it is right now. So apologies if you hear barking in the background. Okay. So I want to talk to you about people-pleasing. I didn't, when I was people-pleasing, I didn't really think I was a people-pleaser. I was just trying to do everything right and check all the boxes and be the good mom and the good wife and, um, you know, the good daughter and all that stuff. And I didn't really call myself a people-pleaser. I just said I was just trying to do it all and trying sometimes, you know, even I would say trying to do it as perfect as possible which is also a whole other thing. And I do have a whole play shop on perfectionism if you would like to in you know, enjoy it. And I will put the link in the show notes. So I am going to uh, take a pause here and make sure my son is not playing video games. Hey, sweetie, can you go upstairs for a little bit? I'm live online right now. Thank you. All right. So apparently, my son is done with his outside duties and he was going to come downstairs, but he'll, he can come back downstairs uh, in about 10 minutes or 15 minutes when I'm done. Okay. So, people pleasing. Yep. So, I want you to just kind of listen to this story uh, from my life and see if you can relate to any and all of it. Okay. It's called Dear Santa, No More People Pleasing. Picture a mom with two toddlers in the suburbs of Anywhere America the first week of December. Well, basically mostly me. The sleigh bells slam against the front door. My kids left, and I couldn't. But the train in my head is going full tilt, even though I can't move in bed. I hate cut-out cookies. But it's just not Christmas without them. But they take so much time, and the kids will want to decorate, which means I need to buy twice as many sprinkles in that lot, at least twice as much time. But there's a Friday sponsors in the We Love Music holiday celebration. Ooh, which reminds me I need to hem Jonathan's corduroy pants. I knew I wouldn't be able to lose you completely sewing machine. When are they having that holiday potluck at church? I need to figure out how to bring something gluten-free. Because like half the people there are gluten-free. But I don't even know what kind of grains people grind into flour to make gluten-free anything. Are chips and salsa gluten-free? That's not very festive. But maybe I can find red and green trips. Oh, are people allergic to red number five? Is that a thing? People are allergic to so much these days. But why does my mom group have a cookie exchange? How come we can't have like an alcohol exchange? Or maybe a group nap? Or at least a group hug. That would be the best. What well, mom needs more cookies? You know what we need? Before my brain continues. Sharp hammers of pain pierce my eye socket, silencing all within like seven evil dwarves, all taking turns with their picks. I push away a discarded cold rag. My body shivers cold, covered in blankets. A couple minutes prior, it was uncovered, covered in sweat. A couple minutes before that, it was laying on the bathroom floor, gripping the toilet like a safety bar on a roller coaster. Migraines. I get them all the time. Especially around the C-word. Oh, sorry. I mean Christmas. This is my third migraine in as many weeks. You think I have brain cancer? I did, too. But I got my head examined a while back. All my lobes and nodes are normal, at least according to the doctors. But migraines aren't the worst and the weirdest thing going on with me. The weird thing? I don't necessarily feel bad for missing the party. Since becoming a mom, I consider migraines my vacation days. I don't mind one whole painful day in bed. It's not like I invite migraines in or anything, though. But people don't ask for help for someone with a migraine. It kind of feels like a vacation. Well, without the vacation part. After two rounds in the bathroom and a few hours nap and meds that never work, I wake up with an image in my head to accompany the seven evil dwarves. My mom. She's younger than me, or at least she hides it better than I do. Fully dressed in a homemade elf outfit. Green tunic with squiggly edging and red tights. Pointy green felt hat complete with one tiny, shiny golden bell angled perfectly from the top. Her hand casually placed on her slender waist. Red lipstick. Farrah faucet blonde hair. Room mom extraordinaire. The worst is feeling my mom would have sucked it up and gone to that holiday party with my kids and I couldn't. feel like I'm not getting it done, no matter how much I do. Then my brain train starts chugging along again. Oh God, is this my husband's holiday party this weekend? I need to drop off his suit. Oh shit, none of my pre-child dress clothes fit anymore. I need to stop biting my cuticles or I won't have anything to paint. I wonder if we have any goldfish left at home, or maybe a strafe jar of baby wieners. The kids totally love them. So do I. And they'll be totally fine in the stroller while I'm at the mall. What a great source of protein. And I'm only halfway done with my 200-page extended family Shutterfly album. People are counting on me. The pain worsens. I make my way to the bathroom like a blind woman to get a cold washcloth and have a moment with the toilet. I try and erase the perfect mom at Christmas picture so I can enjoy the rest of my migraine vacation. I shortly pass out, dreaming of cold, quiet walks in the January sun, staring in an empty sky of no-to-do lists. A decade later, my Christmas seasons now are full of unbusy. My nights are spent walking to go see lights or cuddled on the couch with a heartwarming movie. Gifts for my family are handwritten notes in the tree. Sometimes I make my friends friendship bracelets. Instead of the gifts and migraines, I write bad poetry to God, snuggled in a blanket, under my Christmas tree. And I remember to sleep and eat. If I make cookies, it's one type we all agree on, and I find a cookie exchange to get some others. I notice when I'm stoking the coals in the people-pleasing Christmas train and hop off so I can enjoy my Christmas. Here are the first two steps to enjoy all of your life as maybe a people-pleaser or somewhat of a people-pleaser in recovery. Okay. The tools. So these are tools that I use all the time. They're self-awareness tools. And they're about cultivating self-worth and figuring out what your motives are. Yes. Totally like Sherlock Holmes. I know. What's the motive? It always sounds like so scandalous when you say it that way. So before I talk about the tools, sometimes we think we're helping, we're like super big helpers, when what is really happening is we are hurting ourselves, right? Not taking care of ourselves, not letting life happen. lessons happen to other people, right? We're rescuing them from lessons they need to learn. And here is the hard cookie to swallow. We're actually trying to control others in situations. I know it sounds weird that helping others can be a form of controlling, but hear me out. First, no judgy pants. I want to share with you how I used to help with the most ferocity and still ended up at the controlling end of the stick. I used to clean and pre-feed my kids before their dad came home from work. And I would have dinner on the table as soon as he came home. Now, those are all good signs of being a good wife and a good mommy, right? But in reality... I had no idea I made all those decisions to minimize the whininess and crankiness of my kids and the potential anger of my husband. Yes, my actions were trying to control their behavior, right? And their emotions. So a lot of time we try to help and it's important to help. And we always mean well because we're awesome and efficient helpers. Holla. And sometimes, we've been socialized to try to control others' reactions to us through this kind of helping. So how can you tell if you're a people pleaser or not? So there are two main filters you can look through to see what's going on with you. Because honestly, I'll tell you, being a people pleaser is more about what we're getting back, right? We try to control their behavior to get back either a reaction, or their things, Or their feelings, right? Like, I would want my husband and my kids to be happy by doing all that stuff. So, okay. I just wanna let you know people pleasing is not a death sentence. It's just the way we've behaved in the past because, you know, a lot of times we learn what we learned about people pleasing is what kept us safe and secure. And that is totally okay. So, if you have some people pleasing inside of you, just be gentle, be so gentle with yourself because you're probably also exhausted from all the overwork that you're doing, too. And know, just, if you take away one thing from this conversation, know this, you are not broken. You just need some new tools. That's it. Okay. Self-worth. If you think it's no big deal to put your needs last behind other people's, or If you think it's easier to think of the many ways your friends and family are awesome, but you can't think of a lot, when that question is about you, like, how are you awesome? These could be signs that you judge people as better or worse than you, and you have low self-worth. Low self-worth is a common hallmark of being a people pleaser. So, how do we accrue the self-worth? Learn to see yourself as equal. So you got to take off those judgy pants, right? And get that equality thing going. Practice taking time for self-care and getting to know yourself, right? Spend time with yourself because spending time with yourself at the very least communicates to yourself that you're worth your own time. Yes, even if you think self-care is dumb or self-love, I used to think self-love was dumb and like an abstract concept that no one really achieved, but everyone talked about uh, but it's achievable. I'm on the other side now. And learn about boundaries. Start saying no to things to say yes to you. And yes, you will have guilt at first because putting up boundaries at first is hard. Especially the people that wh- we really used to lean on for all of those extra accolades. When we pull back from them, it's scary to to do something that might incite a negative reaction. But what we're going for here is self-worth. We're going for a positive feeling from within, not the thank you notes and the accolades from without, but all the thank you and the accolades from within. So, and remember, you're a human, not a doormat. No one gets to wipe their shoes on you and you don't get to wipe your shoes on anybody else, right? So, yeah, and in terms of like taking time for yourself, take time to learn what you really like outside of what you do for others. So you see that shininess as you, the human being, not you, the human doing. So you will rely by moving your self-worth up at some notches, you will rely less and less on what people think of you and feel happier in your own skin as a human being. And that will help you move away from, you know, needing all of that uh, outward, outward accolades. As a people pleaser. All right, motives. Okay, now here is a filter I use all the time, and I talk with my kids about all the time, that helps me figure out why I'm doing what I'm doing. For everything you do, pause, like, and reflect on why you are doing this, or why are you helping this person, um, and and think about what, if anything, are you expecting in return. Do you have unstated expectations of others' reactions? Or are you expecting them to reciprocate in some way? Like, you think they better come to my fundraiser and be happy because I made them that nice meal when they had COVID, right? So that's an unstated expectation that you have in your brain. Because that's, so that's a, that's a motive. That's an ulterior motive. That's like people-pleaser motive, right? We want something in return. We're not stating it. We want something in return. We want some accolades. We want some help. Um, So it's about giving gifts, gifts and gifts of our service, gifts of our time, um, you know, gifts of actual gifts with strings attached is a signal that you are doing things for others with unstated expectations. So just start asking yourself, why? Question the prime Like one, um, Becca Syme, who's really... Uh, self-aware, beautiful writer, coach. Um, she has this thing called Question the Premise. Question why are you doing everything you're doing? Why are you volunteering in your kids' room? Why do you always do everybody's laundry, even though they can do it themselves? What are you expecting in return? So to kind of break free from from all these ulterior motives, you can state to people, you can say, I'm going to do this, and I expect you to do that, or I would like you to do that. Is that okay? Right? And so it puts you both on the same time frame. So you're equally sharing. Like, I have a friend right now who's an amazing, budding astrologer, and she and I talk, and we share our skills back and forth. She's like, oh, I'm going to help you figure out this, and I'm going to do reading this way, and then you can help me figure out my relationship over here. And so we kind of trade our own services, right? But it's out, it's above the board. Right, there are no ulterior motives. Like I'm not walking around like, oh, I'm so glad I have an astrologer friend, and you know she's going to give me readings. You know, I'm going to figure out how to get her, give her, get readings from her, or something like that. So, uh, in the household, that is very tricky when you're ahead of a household and you're in charge of, you know, cleaning everything and making sure everything's copacetic. Get things out in the open about what you expect from your spouse. What you expect out of your kids. I know there's a a beautiful deck of cards called the Fair Play deck that you can use to kind of get out all the different household tasks in the open. So, yeah, make sure everything you do doesn't have these invisible strings attached that you're not expecting. So, you grow that self worth from within, right? And you release, you let go of those expectations from others. Right? You give, you give with on a, you know on attachment. You give in love. You just give your love freely. It'll it'll help you grow into someone who's puts their happiness first, who pleases their, themselves. So all right. So people pleasing is a journey and it's not a destination, unfortunately. But fortunately, with an increase in self-awareness about who you are and why you are helping, and you'll be well on the road to loving yourself and building happier relationships. So here is a bonus gift for you. If you want to work on finding more peace and happiness in your life and stepping away from the people pleasing for good, I got five steps that can take there are powerful steps that can take you there. And you can just go to HeidiEster.com forward slash Dear Santa. All right. So get your free tools at HeidiEster.com forward slash Dear Santa. Wishing you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther we